We all make plans for the future, a certain career, a loving family, giving back to our community. But sometimes our plans are interrupted and our metal tested. This is Progress Notes. On Progress Notes, we share the inspirational stories of individuals who have overcome serious health issues. Today, we tell the story of David Jones, a volunteer fireman who became paralyzed after a sudden illness. As a third generation first responder, David Jones takes pride in his job as a volunteer fireman and as a city employee charged with maintaining the fire station, trucks, and equipment. In fact, David hopes one day to have children who will continue the family tradition. However, a sudden illness put all of that in jeopardy. One day, I wasn't feeling well and went home early. I didn't think much of it, the 29-year-old recalled. By the next day, David was unable to work and went to the emergency room. After a few days under observation, he was sent home again, only to fall several times before returning to the hospital. I was mentally and physically out of it. They diagnosed me with a condition that paralyzed me from the stomach down. I had to learn to walk again and regain my fine motor skills. I didn't know what I was going to do. After 31 days in the hospital, a clinical liaison for Viber Rehabilitation Hospital of Amarillo discussed his case with Tammy Tabor, the hospital's CEO. He was denied by the acute care hospital's rehab unit and we were his last chance. We were extremely hesitant about his ability to make progress as he was only able to tolerate 10 degrees on a tilt table before losing consciousness. I told the liaison, pray that we get approval for enough days to make a difference in this man's life. Both David and the staff were unsure what could be achieved, but they were equally determined to succeed. When he first came here, nobody knew what he would do. We had no clue what goals he would meet, remembered Sabrina Johnson, a physical therapist assistant. But we have such an amazing team of nurses and therapy in this facility, I had complete faith. I knew if anyone could get him better, we could do it here. In the days and weeks that followed, the staff would focus on achieving small goals, each one building on the last success. My first week there, I was miserable. All I could think of was how long is this going to take and all the work I have ahead of me, he said. The staff said, don't worry about everything ahead of you. Just worry about what you need to do today. It has to be done in small steps. They were very motivating and encouraging. One of his first goals was to sit up in bed without passing out. Working as a team with a physician, they started David on a medication that increased his ability to stand without passing out. Once we did that, we were able to get him up and out of the room, explained Kathy Outman, an RN, adding that it meant a lot to see him getting out of bed. His success became everybody's success, day shift and night shift. When he began moving his extremities, they began crying because they were so glad. Oftentimes when patients come from the hospital, they haven't had a warm shower in a while. Part of Jolene Lang's job as the occupational therapist was to make that happen. What might seem trivial meant the world to him. Working up to a point where he could get in a shower on a chair that reclines back was one of my favorite moments, she said. He felt clean, fresh, and new. Once he was able to tolerate sitting in the wheelchair, 
The therapist looked to the next goal. First, the parallel bars, and then the walker. I would either succeed or halfway do it before stumbling, David remembered. They would always catch me, and we would just keep pushing through until we accomplished it. About a week and a half before he discharged, David's therapy team decided to do a home evaluation. Although they don't normally travel outside of Amarillo, they drove one and a half hours round trip to his home in Dallart, Texas. I put him through the ringer, said Karen Rawls, physical therapist. I made him walk through his house, reach for things in the cabinet, open the refrigerator, get in and out of bed, get in the bathroom, and get in the shower. I had him do everything, and recommendations were made to make it safe for him. Rawls added that before they left, David broke down. He was very happy he got to come home. He didn't want to leave. It was sad and happy at the same time. You were happy he got to this point, but sad he had to go through this ordeal. At this point in David's treatment, he had progressed through multiple goals, but his ultimate hope was that he would be able to get back on a fire truck. One of the things he mentioned was that his biggest fear was he would never climb onto a truck again. After discussing this with her team, Sabrina pulled some favors and arranged for the Potter County Fire Department to bring a fire truck to the hospital the day before he discharged. Determined not to let him fail, she set up a variety of obstacle courses, staggered steps and chairs to put him through to ensure he was ready. He climbed absolutely everything. It was so hard for him, but after that, I knew he could do it. The next day, when the fire company arrived, David stood up and shook the hand of every firefighter. Then, without another thought, he threw on the wheelchair brakes and climbed up into the truck. It never crossed his mind that he couldn't do it, she said. They closed the doors and turned on the siren. The tears just flowed. He took a ride around the parking lot with the lights and sirens on. When he came back, he climbed out of that thing with no problem at all. David admits it was a very emotional experience. That was the first time that I felt like, I can do this. I'm going to get my life back to what it was, he said. I had 100% confidence in myself that things were going to be okay. 35 days after he admitted to Viber on a stretcher, David walked out the door using a walker and returned to his apartment. For the most part, I'm doing pretty well, David said, after settling back into his apartment. I'm able to get in my kitchen and cook. I notice every couple of days that there is an improvement of some kind, or I unconsciously do something I used to do and don't realize it until 10 minutes later. Back at his job on light-duty restrictions, David is thankful for his recovery. There were days where I was tired and I just didn't care anymore. But between my mom and dad, Sabrina, Karim, Sydney, Sue Ann, and Jolene, they wouldn't let me quit. The staff are very passionate about what they do and it rubs off on the patient. If it weren't for them, I don't know where I would be. One year later, David shared the following update with the team at Vibra. My transition home from Viber has been anything but easy this last year. Compared to this time last year, I'm doing very well. I'm still making small improvements in lots of areas of my life. But it is really frustrating to struggle being able to remember simple everyday things and even using a computer keyboard with great accuracy and dexterity. It seems the smaller or more simple a task, the more focus it takes. Back at my job, I have restrictions that keep me from doing my job the same way I could before my illness. 
considering all I've been through, the restrictions are necessary, but it does have its frustrations. My monthly neurology and other doctor visits are ongoing, and I'm hopeful the doctors will give me a full release back to work very soon. Balance is still an issue on some days along with vision. However, heat tolerance and heart rate has greatly improved. Being fatigued easily is getting better as well. All my brothers with the fire department keep encouraging me not to give up. Probably the most difficult thing has been to sit back on the fire calls and be on standby if they need someone to bring a pump or truck or water tanker. I miss it, but I'm in a much better place now than a year ago. And having their support makes a huge difference in morale and gives me hope. Don't know what I would do without them in my life. Thanks to Sabrina, Karim, Sydney, Sue Ann, Jolene, Chasen, Eric, Kevin, and everyone else at Vibra, I have so much to be grateful for. My tree trimming business has had to take a back seat for several months, but I've gradually been able to get it going again. Another accomplishment I'm proud of is the ability to get back on my mountain bike and kayak. This had to be one of the most challenging activities since I literally had to relearn how to ride a bike again. It was a little embarrassing the first few times I tried. There's a church parking lot across the street from my house where I started practicing making loops around the church until I felt comfortable riding on the trails again. Being so weak and uncoordinated made it hard to keep my balance on the bike. I couldn't even go 100 feet in the beginning and fell on occasion. I made a phone call to a friend on the first long distance ride to come load me up in their vehicle and take me home because I couldn't make it. But I loved to ride and was determined to be active again. Now, I'm able to ride for miles and miles at the trails around town. I know I have a long way to go with my recovery, and Viber continues to be there for me. I appreciate all my fire department brothers, family, friends, and community support that have rallied around me. I have so much to be thankful for. Thank you for listening to Progress Notes. Progress Notes is a production of Vibra Healthcare and Earnest Health, restoring your health together. For more inspirational stories like this one, subscribe to Progress Notes wherever you listen to podcasts.